0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the benefits of using the iSpecial camera in the dental office. Our guest is Dr. Leonard Hess, a senior faculty member at the Dawson Academy and owner of the Union County Center for Comprehensive Dentistry, where he practices full-time in addition to teaching continuing education courses. He is a member of the editorial board for Inside Dentistry, and has had over 17 articles published in peer-reviewed journals. Dr. Hess, welcome to Dental Talk. It's a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Hey, Phil, how you doing? It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, so um, this camera's pretty popular. We've had other KOLs on various podcasts on Learning, on webinars, and it seems to come up all the time, and it seems like photography is a big part of uh, setting up the patient and and moving the patient through treatment planning. So we definitely wanna hear about all that, but to start, why do you use the iSpecial camera at your practice? And, and tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, you know, as you were saying, f- photography in the dental practice, and the modern dental practice, is really more important than it's ever been. Um, you know, photography is absolutely critical for um, treatment planning, for patient education, for documentation, um, and also for marketing. You know, a dentist, if you're going to be doing Uh, beautiful dentistry, you've got to be able to have before and after pictures to show your your patients your work. You've got to be able to, if you have a patient that comes in with a condition, you need to be able to show them another patient that had a similar type of condition to what they have and show them what you've done, show that patient what you've done for other patients. So photography is so important, and, and what's important is to be able to have a camera that's going to make all this photography Uh, Simple and predictable and profitable. I go back, you know, 20 or 24 years of photography and dentistry, and I started off taking photographs with slide-based SLR cameras. And when we were using, you know, the special hand-rolled film to get those special colors for the reds and to make sure everything came out really good, And, uh, you know, you'd take a full series of photographs and then you'd have to send it off, get it developed. Sometimes it'd be 12, 14 days before you got your photographs back to be able to see see what it is. Make sure that you got what it is that you wanted. So in dentistry, what we've been after is we've been after a good camera that is simple to use and that it's small and lightweight and efficient. And there's been a lot of cameras that have claimed to be able to do this, but all of them. Have lacked the ability to illuminate the field correctly, and then to also create the sizing and the proportion of the teeth within the frame. So if, if we're taking a, a one to three setting on on the conventional macro lens on an SLR camera, we need to be able to take a one to three photograph. And all the other smaller uh, cameras that were non-SLR based that were hoping to accomplish this, all of them failed in the ability to do that. Maybe they could get close but it wouldn't be precise. And if we're going to be able to use our photographs for treatment planning, if we're going to be able to use it uh, for, for marketing, if you want to have a good before and after picture, the size of the teeth within the, in the frame of the photo, they've got to be the same size in the before and the after. And if you can't reliably take a 1 to 3 or a 1 to 1.5 or whatever it is that is you're trying to do, if you can't reliably take that photograph, then you're just going to have photos that don't necessarily meet what you need, and they're gonna, you're going to lose some of the quality of the photograph from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes the iSpecial the camera so special, is that it's the first camera that's come along that can actually do that, that's not an SLR-based, that's light, compact, easy to use, and affordable.
0: The relationship of the teeth, pre-treatment photographs and the post-treatment photographs, like you said, you want to make sure the sizes are the same so you're comparing apples to apples. Is there a certain distance away from the mouth that the camera works at?
1: Well, it's not a matter of is there a certain distance away. I mean, with the, you know, the SLRR macro lens and now with the eye special, I mean, you, can be, you can be zoomed in really close on a one-to-one. You can go back out to a, to a full-face photograph. But, you know, we're taking in dentistry, we're taking a lot of one to three ratio photographs. So that's the focal length that we need to be mm-hmm. to be able to visualize the smile, to not cut the corners of the commissures, of the lip off, to be able to have a field of view of what it is that we need to do. The one to three focal length is kind of the workhorse length that most dentists are working in with a vast majority of the clinical photography. So, for instance, in an eye special camera, I believe it's when you're taking a one-to-three photograph, you're about 12 inches away from the patient. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're going to take, maybe you're going to take three different photographs on a patient. Maybe you're going to take a before photograph of their smile, a photograph of their smile and their provisionals, and then an after photograph. And if you take those all at a one-to-three setting at the same focal length, you want to make sure that you're about 12 inches away from that patient every t- every single time you take that photograph. Mm-hmm. And what that's going to do for you is it's going to give you the teeth, the size of the smile is going to be the same in the before picture, the provisional picture, and the after picture. And that's one of the built-in features of the iSpecial camera is that the computer will automatically measure the distance that you are from the patient, and there's an indicator on the touch screen that it's either green or red that tells you whether or not you're the right distance away.
0: Right. So in the past, many dentists are using the digital SLR cameras, and I'm sure many still are. Um, Tell us, in your opinion, why you think a dentist should take a look at this eye special camera and probably put their digital SLR back in the closet somewhere and not, not worry about it for dentistry and just shoot nature with it or something. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well you know i want to be careful i don't want to completely bash the slr because the slr still has a, a place in dentistry you know if you want to do light box photography if you want to like if you want to use some different types of ring flashes uh, if you want to be hyper critical about the framing of photographs for presentation work or maybe if something that's going to be published in an article then you know maybe every once in a while you you still want to get out the slr but if you're on a day-to-day basis, if you're taking photographs to educate patients to be able to do your treatment planning and you want to be able to have consistent before and after pictures, I really think that in most practices, the the Shofu Eye Special is going to be more of a workhorse camera. It's going to be – it's less expensive. It does really nearly just as good of a job. And it's a lot easier for our staff members and for the and also for the doctor to use. And I think that the place of the eye special is just growing. I think that there's just more and more demand, you know, for that camera within your practice. And not to say that we just kick the SLR to the curb. It's just maybe there's just very select times that you want to get that camera out. Mm -hmm. But I think that I think every practice, if you're taking photography in your practice on a daily basis, which every practice should be, then they all should be thinking about having one of the eye special or one or two of them in their practice. I have I have two of them in my practice.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the value of taking photographs when when you're getting a patient in line for treatment?
1: Well, photographs, you know, it's an interesting thing when you think about teeth is that when when patients come into your office, a lot of times if they aren't in pain, their assumption is that they're in a state of health. And that if it, if you can show them with photographs what a normal healthy tooth looks like and describe to them what a normal healthy tooth should look like, what healthy gingiva looks like, what a healthy mouth looks like, and you can do that with a photograph, and then you show them a photograph of their own teeth, now they can differentiate the difference between healthy and not healthy. And if nobody ever spends the time to educate them about the difference between the two, Unless they're in pain, most of the time they're going to assume that whatever condition they have in their mouth is healthy. And and photography is absolutely part of that process of educating a patient.
0: Right. And what about for case acceptance as well?
1: Well, absolutely. So case acceptance is critical. Um, if you're, you know, the education is part of case acceptance. But um, in my practice, you know, we're using before and after photographs of other patients that have had similar um dental needs of the patient that we're talking with and we show them what we've done and so if you're going to get case acceptance it's so important to show them work that you have done what work has come from your hands doctor because having a stock photograph or photographs that you purchased um, patients can pretty quickly uh can read the inauthenticity of when you're when you're showing photographs of dental work that's not your own so you got to have your own work photographed
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, doctors that have intraoral cameras you know they're they're just built ins right on the delivery unit isn't that camera um adequate for showing a patient dental disease do they would they need to use the eye special camera not no, i'm not saying that that they shouldn't but i just want to hear your views if a doctor says well i have you know one of those intraoral cameras mounted right on my delivery unit i just take a couple of snapshots show it right on the monitor in front of them and 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 they can see the decay or they could see what needs you know the fracture or whatever? Well, you can
1: instantly show a patient a photograph from the from a eye special or from an SLR. I mean, if you have an RF card in there, you can you can zip it right to a monitor. That's that's not a problem. Um, intraoral cameras, of course, they have a place within the practice. You know, I think it's a great tool in a hygiene room. That when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to denote, diagnose one or two teeth issues, you're trying to just show a patient what decay is looking like, a stress fracture in a tooth. Marginal decay something like that. I I think it's really good for that But again, if you're trying to really produce high-quality photographs You're not going to be able to do it with an intro camera. You're going to get a photograph, but it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean It's a
0: high-quality photograph. Right. Yeah, and there's there's there is a there is a huge difference I've seen a lot of intro camera uh, pictures uh, photos and what they look like and there's no comparison I've seen pictures from the eye special and it's it's pretty amazing.
1: You can't take a good occlusal shot with an intro camera you can't take a good full face shot. It looks distorted. I mean, the camera right. intraoral can't Don't get me wrong. Intraoral cameras have come a long way since they were first introduced into, into the practice and they're amazing tools. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not a replacement for a good photograph that right. that, that either come, that comes from an eye special camera.
0: So, a dentist starts his own practice or or he's working in a new practice and he recommends that practice to get the eye special. What's the learning curve for the staff person who's is that the person who usually takes these photos?
1: Well, it varies. I mean, it it varies from practice to practice. Um, but what's the learning curve? Mm-hmm. Ten, what ten, fifteen minutes? So <laughs> it's not it's not very difficult.
0: Yeah, that's the that's what I hear. Which is so phenomenal about the cameras that it's so easy to use, and it's really not just a marketing claim. It, it's I hear this from staff members and uh, assistants, dental hygienists, and, and dentists. They said out of the box what makes it so easy to use just it's just the uh interface
1: well the interface is one thing it's it's nice that you have a a touch screen interface that the screen is actually large enough that you're not hitting the wrong button all the time or getting your navigating yourself to a screen that you don't want to be in um the resolution on the screen is very good and also um you know the the ability to to change the settings to 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 uh, toggle between the screens to go from your different camera settings is very intuitive because everybody now is used to working with their iPhones they're used to working with touch screens and 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 it's just an intuitive thing that most people possess at this point in time and that's why the learning curve is so quick the camera basically tells you what to do as long as you can get yourself where you're eye-to-eye level with the patient to make sure that you're, when you hold the camera up, that the angle that you're trying to achieve is parallel to the patient's occlusal table, the camera basically will take care of the rest of the work. And I'll tell you, you know, every year when I'm on the road lecturing and teaching and, and through the Dawson Academy, uh, one, of our, one of our three-day hands-on courses, uh, we spend about a half a day on photography. And so the eye special camera is one of the cameras that we have available for the doctors to use in this course. And uh, most of them, uh, most of them have very little experience with intraoral photography. And so I see people go through this learning curve, uh, almost on a weekly basis and see what they're struggling with and, and what they're doing. And so for many of them, and, and we take a 21, uh, 21 photographic series, that these photographs have to be taken in a very specific way, and they're challenging to do. But what I see is I see doctors day in and day out learning this, most of them from the very beginning, and to taking very good, repeatable, high-quality photographs, and they're doing it in in less than 30 minutes.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, and the thing is, the easier it is to use and the higher quality the results are, it's going to make it more fun for the dental practitioner to use it. And if it's more fun, they'll use it. If If it's a drag, every time they pick it up, they'll end up not taking pictures um,
1: well and, and you know one of the one of the probably more specific benefits of the camera itself is the ability to clean it, it is the ability to wipe wipe it down with cavity wipes and, and to get that thing good and clean and you're not going to harm the camera wiping down an SLR camera SLR cameras are not designed to be have moisture placed on them they're not designed to hold up towards antiseptic type of wipes that we have to use and, um, and that's one of the other really big benefits of this camera is the fact that you can keep it clean.
0: Oh, that's a great and then point. the, that and is. then the other,
1: what the other huge benefit of it is that it's light. This thing weighs, what is it about a pound or so a little over a pound. Mm-hmm. And when you're holding that thing and you're taking occlusal shots an SLR camera with that macro lens on there, those things can some, they can get up there probably between five, six pounds. And, uh, you know, when you're draping a camera over a patient's face, you don't want that thing slipping out of your hand. It's easier to keep it steady when it's lighter. So, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our assistants are female. A lot of them have very small hands. And uh, when they're trying to take a photograph by themselves, hold an occlusal mirror, hold the camera at the same time, lighter, lighter is better.
0: So how did a company like Shofu get in the camera business? Was this made for dentistry?
1: Well, I really don't know. Um, you, I guess you'd have to ask somebody that works at shows. Me, but <laughs> <laughs> my my understanding is that it was it was specifically designed and created for dentistry, and it wasn't it wasn't another camera that a company was trying to repurpose for dentistry. And that's right. where I think a lot of those kind of point and shoot, this is going to be so easy for you, type of cameras, why most of them just don't work in dentistry is that they're just repurposed for. Uh, for sale within the dental profession, but my understanding is that the, the eye special was designed for dentists
0: hmm We've come a long way since the Polaroid. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, so just to wrap up this podcast and uh, Dr. Hess it's been very very informative. I appreciate all your time and this is a really important topic And I think dentists struggle sometimes with with photography and if this camera could make their life easier and it works better We're, we're really happy that you came to share that this information with us so they can at least try it um so, to wrap up, as I said, how does the eye special camera contribute to greater practice efficiency, lower costs, and better patient outcomes?
1: Well, you get a better patient outcome when the camera is easier to use. Uh, it certainly increases practice efficiency when you don't when you get the photographs that you need and you aren't having a patient come back for a ten minute visit because you got to retake photographs that you missed in another way because the camera was difficult to use. Um, you know, the, all of these things lead to lower costs and, and everything that we do in dentistry, we want it to be, we want it to be predictable and we want it to be profitable. And the eye special camera certainly falls within that modality, predictability that leads to profitability. And when those two come together, that makes dentistry fun.
0: Yeah, no, that well said. Well said. Well, thank you again very much, Dr. Hess. Um, and congratulations on all the work you do at Dawson Academy. And, Thank you. Yeah, I know that's a, it's an incredibly high end place to learn, and you've been there since what two, th- almost ten years now. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, so, hard to believe. Yeah, um, and it's it's been you know its reputation is unparalleled over there. So you are certainly with a great group of people, and again, we appreciate your time on the on this podcast. And we have a, you know over two hundred thousand Viva Learning users right now. So I'm sure many of them, hopefully a lot of them, will listen to this. Great. uh, Yeah, and and look into purchasing the iSpecial camera from Shofu. Uh, Thanks again, and have have a great uh, rest of the week. Thanks a lot. You have a great one as well.